Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Black Girls Have Anxiety 2, the safe space created for Black women by Black women to strip away the taboo of talking about mental health. You'll hear from mental health professionals and advocates as well as Black women sharing their experiences as we break down the complexities, explore ways to heal, and support each other. My name is Ashley, I'm your host. Whether you're a seasoned regular or this is your first time tuning in, thank you so much for your support. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Black Girls Have Anxiety 2. I'm your host, Ashley. Um, shout out to all the new people. This, If this is your first episode, welcome to the family. Um, and shout out to everybody that is returning for another episode, for everybody that listens to the other episodes. Um, I appreciate you. And today, I'm, I'm excited for multiple reasons. Y'all know I'm always excited uh, to record with, with new people or returners. But today we have a special guest on. Her name is China Miley. China, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yes. Yes. Um so China, I'm I'm really excited because we don't often get athletes on the pod and China is a former athlete as well, former college athlete. Just like me, if you guys have listened to past episodes, maybe older, I don't really talk about it much anymore, but I used to play college basketball and professional basketball, all that good stuff, but it's rare that I run across another student athlete on the pod. So I'm excited to get into a little bit about where you played and kind of, um, you know, how that how that falls into place in your life. But China, welcome to the podcast. I appreciate you, you uh, hanging out with me this Sunday. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah. So I'm going to tell y'all a little bit about China. So China, China is an Atlanta, Georgia native. So shout out to ATL and everybody from ATL. <laughs> So she uh, graduated from University of Oregon, obtained her, ma- her bachelor's of education um, in family and human services. Um, she is an event stylist and a party planner. Um, she owns a business called Events by CCM, and she's a full it's a full service event planning company. So if you're in Atlanta and you're looking for somebody to plan your event, ta-da, the universe has brought you to her. Um, so she started planning events while she was at the University of Oregon. Um, She was involved as a student athlete, like I mentioned before, and a student leader on campus. She was organizing events, workshops, retreats for the students over um, at the University of Oregon. So she's been doing this for a long time. And on top of it all, I don't know how she has time for more, but she's doing more. So she actually has a mental health organization called Motivate Your Mind, uh, where she's focusing on mental health, fitness, and creative resources for entrepreneurs. And they have monthly meetups. So I really want to get into that because um, I find that really, really interesting that you're you're doing so much, but you're also creating a, a space in a community. So before we get into the good stuff, y'all know we got a couple of different segments that we're going to get through first. And the first is Fast and Curious. So our Fast and Curious segment, China, is basically where I just shoot a bunch of questions at you for three minutes and you give me the first thing that comes to mind. Um, if it is, if you got a story behind it, you can tell us. Or you can just give us a quick answer. You ready? Let's do it. All right. What is the food that you love the most, but you eat the least? That's a good question. Um, my favorite food, I would say, is steak, like filet mignon. Oh, a little filet mignon. Okay. Yeah. All right. But um, you said the least, but I eat the least. I don't know. 
I like everything. I eat all cuisines. I don't know. My yeah. go-to is lamb chops, but I okay. eat that all the time. So okay. I don't. <laughs> lamb chops and gravy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Oof. Um, what takes a lot of time for you, but is totally worth it? Event planning, planning events from start to finish, from conception to completion. I love planning events. Like I love it from start to finish. I just love that wow factor at the end when everything comes together. What's been your favorite event that you planned? This year or in total? In total. Like since you've been doing this Woo. or an event that you've been involved in. I've done so many. I love all of my events, like all of them. However, I would say like my romantic events have been amazing lately. Like um, a lot of guys or husbands call me for their wives or their girlfriends and say, hey, I need this romantic setup that you did. I need it. So I booked like two this year and I have like three more on the way. So I would say that's my favorite thing. And when I get fun things as well, like I've created a Barbie party that was beautiful. I created a green and gold party that was beautiful. I, I love every event. I just, I can't choose one. I love all of my I events. can tell. You're really excited. I love that. I love when people are like passionate about what they're doing. So that is awesome. Um, if you could be any season, like fall, spring, summer, winter, which season are you? Are you? Summer. It has to be hot. I love it hot. My car yeah. is always on 90. I know that's oh bad. Gosh. I keep the heat on in the house. I <laughs> love the summer. Like, is it March yet? Like, I need the hot. I need the hot. <laughs> Because Atlanta's playing, like it rains one day, then it's hot, then it's 60, yeah. then it's 20, then it's snowing. So no, I love the summer. Love the summer. Yeah, same. I'm a summer girl for sure. Hot girl summer every summer. <laughs> um, if you could change places with anyone in the world for a week, who would you change with and why? How many people? Just one. I only got one. <laughs> okay. Beyonce. Beyonce. Okay. Why not Beyonce? Right. I want to know like her creative process, her thinking, her marketing strategies, everything like Beyonce. Rihanna oh, too, but you said only one. So Beyonce. Only one. <laughs> you can split the time, maybe three days with Riri and then, you know, four with Beyonce. Yes. Because from a business <laughs> perspective, professional, creative marketing, like I just love everything that they're doing. Like especially Rihanna with the billionaire status. Love oh, it. Yeah. Yeah. She, she's coming back. I'm, I'm so excited for this year like oof. okay we won't, we won't talk about that because i can go on about super bowl and i don't i don't yes. care about the game but um i i just want to see the performance i haven't watched the super bowl performance since beyonce probably um if you could have the power of teleportation right now where are you going and why i want to go to paris that's on my to-do oh. list and my bucket list for this year 2023 it's okay. on my vision boards on my goal list I want to go to Paris and I just want the experience. I want to see the ambiance. I want to try the cuisines. I really want to go to Paris. Yeah. Okay. I love that. Um, let's see. Would you rather be the funniest person in the room or the smartest? Smartest. I don't need attention. I want to build. I want to create. What can we do? Yes. I love that. Um, what position did you play in college? I play small forward, forward, center. So that's post player on the block. Four or five depending on, you know, how you think of it, but yeah. Yes. Um, what is the strangest habit that you have? I bite my nails. I bite my really? nails. I bite my nails so bad. I keep my nails done. I have to shout out to my nail techs though. I have two of them that I've been going to for over five years. So oh, fly nine years. nails by me. Those are my nail techs. They okay. always keep me on point. Okay. So that five years, I mean, they put in time, so I would trust them for sure. 
What's your favorite color? Pink. Pink. I love pink. Hot pink. Bright pink. Barbie okay. pink. I love <laughs> Barbie pink. Yes, I love that. Um, and what is your earliest holiday memory? Hmm, that's a good question. I would say in college, maybe, because I used to fly home from Oregon and come home and I just wanted to go home so bad because yeah. it was so far. Oh. So I would say coming home from college during the holidays. Like, oh, yeah. Those, those were good times. Like a little break, get yeah. to see your family, you know, and you don't have people um, yelling at you for on the court for a few days. So, <laughs> well, thank you for playing Fast and Curious with me. I appreciate it. I'm glad we learned a little bit more about China. So that is, um, that's great. And she's going to Paris this, this year, y'all. So yeah, follow her on IG. Um, so we are going to get into our mind game segment. And this is for anybody that's new. This is our little trivia segment. So I am going to describe a mental health disorder. Um, and you guys get to guess, but you have to wait till the very end of the episode to hear the answer. Um, China, you ready? Mm-hmm. All right. You can't get to the end because I feel like you might know this. I don't know. We'll see. All right. For today's Mind Games question, this particular mental health disorder um, can cause an overwhelming fear of animals, objects, or social situations, or the complete inability to deal with a given situation for no apparent reason. Sometimes this particular mental disorder can cause fear so intense that it totally disables its victims. This particular disorder is among the most common of mental illnesses, and they're usually the most successfully treated. There are uh, different categories of this particular mental illness, and um, they are based, they're categorized based on the cause of the reaction and the avoidance. So... I'll give you a hint. Obviously, there's a lot of uh, fear involved with this particular mental illness, and it's very disruptive to your daily life. Um, Let's just say it's a lot of fear, like top-tier fear. Um, All right. That's all the hints I'm going to give you. So we'll come back to that later at the end of the episode, and I'll tell you the answers and give you some little fun facts about it. We're going to hop into our next segment, which is What's the Psych Tea? And um, for those of you that have been listening, you're probably like, what the heck is she talking about? This is a new segment that I've brought in. And this is basically where I am a nerd and I read lots of mental health articles and I bring you some of the tea. I bring you some of the, the news about what's happening now. So with, uh, I, let's just be real. So 2022 inflation was at an all time high. It, it's crazy. Like not just in the US, but all around the world. The prices are pricing. The eggs are $8. The milk is $10. Like what is happening, right? China, I don't know if it's high in Atlanta, but it's high it out is. here. Skyscraper high. <laughs> so um, some of y'all might know I used to live in Miami. And in Miami, um, between Miami, Florida, or Miami, Fort Lauderdale, West Palm, um, the inflation weight rates between December 2021 and 2022 was 9.9%. Mm. Um, so Miami actually had is was number one last year for inflation out of 23 major metropolitan statistical areas. So people ask me, why did you move from Miami? Well, since the prices are pricing. Um, 
taking it outside of the states, Japan's inflation rate has jumped to a 41-year high as businesses pass on higher costs to their customers. So there is obviously a lot more worry around the world, not just here, when it comes to money, and um, particularly after the holidays. So I don't want to time this episode, but y'all, we're recording in January, and this is fresh out of Christmas, fresh out of the holidays, Thanksgiving, people have been booking flights, buying gifts. So the money is is has floated out into the universe, and a lot of that has to do with consumerism. Um and, you know, particularly around holiday spending um, in the U.S., the average credit card debt is about twenty two thousand dollars. And the average home or apartment actually usually has over three hundred thousand items, like individual items. So that kind of leads into consumerism, which is the belief that the consumption of goods and services purchased in the market is always a desirable goal and that a person's well-being and happiness depend fundamentally on obtaining consumer goods immaterial possessions so china how how are you feeling and i'm not trying to get in your pockets but how are you feeling after the holidays um because i know for me money is always something at the top of my brain and something i get anxiety about often um are you feeling any of that anxiety like coming out of the holidays into the new year um, I guess as a creative, yes, I think a lot of us are in different fields. Um, however, I have multiple streams of income, so I have other things I do additionally. So even with events, I host classes, I have social events, I have my Motivate Your Mind meetups, um, I have multiple, you know, multiple hustles, I have rentals. So I have multiple things that I do within my business that generate me income. So I've been pretty well, and I've been booked in January. So Ooh, China said she's booked and busy, y'all. She's not worried about consumerism. <laughs> I'm grateful and blessed to be booked. I think that it's awesome that you have multiple uh, streams of income. I think that sometimes like, well, for me, sometimes the, the women that are doing what you're doing, which is having multiple streams of income, having different businesses, you see them on IG and like you see them in videos, but it's rare that you actually get to sit down with somebody that's like, no, I have rentals. I got three different businesses. I got events going on. I'm good. So, um, I'm inspired and I hope that everybody listening is inspired Thank <laughs> um, you. and I will probably ask you about your rentals at the end of this uh, recording. <laughs> okay. I also, um, also have an ebook as well. The seven C's you need to know for creatives in business. I also have an ebook. So, okay. well, you got to drop me the link. We're going to add that uh, link into the description so y'all can get the ebook as well. Um, because I think that um, taking some time to be able to, learn more about like how to manage our money well and like how to be financially stable but not just financially stable but having multiple streams of income so that when the holidays come around we are not feeling so stressed Mm -hmm. um because the money's still coming in so i love that um here are some questions that i pulled from this particular article um when it comes to helping you spend mindfully and according to your values. So asking yourself, what is my spending the past three months say about what matters most to me? Um, What does my worry about money say about my values? Does it express a desire for security, financial independence, power, being loved? If I have credit card debt that I cannot pay off in full each month, how much happiness do the things I purchase give me now? Um, And have I calculated the real cost of the things I purchase on credit that I cannot pay off each month? Am I willing to pay that much for this item? Uh, And do I want to control how much I spend my money or do I want the culture of consumerism to control how I spend my money? 
So if you are interested, if you're like, oh, that's me, I need some more information, um, I will throw in the link uh, for what's this, for this particular article in the description. And we will also add in the link for China's ebook. So if you want to learn a little bit more from a girl boss, we've got her information in there. So thank you so much for sharing that, China. I, don't, I did not know that. So that is awesome. Um, yeah, shout out to all y'all out there with multiple streams of income. I, I love it. Um, today we're going to get into, uh, y'all know that with this, with this podcast, I kind of have like three different types of episodes. So some episodes I'm, I'm bringing on multiple, uh, mental health professionals. There are some episodes where I'm bringing on people that are representatives of like organizations that are resources. And there are lots of episodes where I just want to talk to other black women about their mental health, about the anxiety that they're going through and, just learn a little bit about like, how are you coping with it? Um, I think storytelling is really powerful. And I think for us in our community, being able to share um, and resonate with what other people are going through is really powerful. So we're going to learn a little bit more about China. Um, and I know that when we talked originally, you had said that you experienced anxiety. So when was like the first time that you like said, oh my gosh, this is anxiety. Like when you first recognized it. I would say being, um, I went to college when I was 17 years old. So I went off to college. I obtained a full basketball scholarship to the University of Oregon. So for me, going from Georgia to Oregon, that's a big culture shock, weather, food, temperature, people, everything. So for me, I was just like, okay, I'm here. You know, we get all this free Nike stuff, but how am I going to deal with being away from home over 2,000 miles away from home? I'm 17. Like, it's not a lot of people that look like me, but I found ways to cope. And I feel like that was my first time dealing with real life anxiety and depression because I was so young and not being that far away from home. But it allowed me to grow up. You know, I was able to stay involved on campus. I made a lot of connections, resources. I found my love for event planning. So really going to the University of Oregon was really a big blessing, the biggest blessing in my life. That's awesome. And when you were at Oregon, was there any type of like resources provided by the team or provided by the university when it comes to like mental health? Yes. The school from for the athletes, athletes, we had our own mental health um, services as well as the university. So I was involved in both being that I was a student athlete and I was involved with extracurricular activities, co-directors of organizations, student unions, multicultural centers. Like I did everything. I don't even know how I did it, but I just, I don't either. and that was a coping mechanism for me by staying busy to not think about what I was dealing with. So, mm, okay, let's talk about that. So staying busy, um, like I mentioned earlier, you're booked and busy. So you've got your hands in a lot of different things. So going from college to like now, mm-hmm. you're doing all these amazing things. Um, do you still feel like you like to be busy in order to kind of like, um, kind of keep yourself distracted from maybe what you're going through mentally I do I do yeah (laughs) Yeah. is that something that you like that you want to change are you kind of happy with the way things are right now or is that something that you're working on it's a little bit of both because like when I'm so busy and overworking myself I feel like okay I'm good I'm accomplished I'm doing what I'm supposed to do However, that can lead to creative burnout and being overwhelmed because your body needs a break. Like my grandmother always tells me, we're not machines. We can't just keep going and going and going. We're not the energizer bunny. So if you don't stop, your body will stop for you. So um, 
being that I'm in a way better place, um, you know, healing journey, I'm healed. And now I'm like, okay, well, I don't have to do this. It's Sunday. Let me just stop. I don't have to do it. If I don't want to do something, I don't do it. I don't mm-hmm. overwork myself, but I still like to keep a lot of stuff on my schedule. So on that Sunday or whatever day we like, look, I'm going to take a break today. Mm -hmm. What does that day look like for China? That day looks like Netflix, no chill, but (laughs) it looks like like me journaling, meditating, going to sleep, taking a nap, lighting a candle, you know, a bubble bath. It looks like me just relaxing. I'm not on the phone. I'm not scrolling on Instagram and TikTok all day. I'm not on Facebook. I deactivated my Facebook, so I don't have it, but um, I'm just like relaxing. I'm doing nothing. I'm not answering the phone. I'm not texting back. I'm doing nothing. And I'm okay with that. You know, we have to have time to rest and rejuvenate because if we don't, we're going to burn out. We just yes. are, yes. you know, 100%. and I share tips what to do when you're feeling burnout or if you're feeling overwhelmed or anxiety, I share those tips on my motivate your mind Inc. Instagram page. Yes. And we're going to get into motivate, motivate your mind, um, in a little bit. Cause I think that's awesome what you're doing, but that's good to know that you can take that time away number one allow yourself and give yourself enough grace to take that step back but also not feel guilty because if you're like me I feel guilty sometimes and I'd like don't do anything or I have like a four-hour span on a Sunday that I don't do anything because I equate a lot of my self-worth with productivity and me and my therapist are working through that but I think it's really good that you're at a place where you can take a step back and go I'm not feeling guilty I'm turning my phone on do not disturb don't call me don't text me and I'm just going to enjoy myself so that's that's really really great um so how has how has anxiety kind of changed your life and I know you talked about having it in college so can you talk me through kind of like maybe how anxiety looked when you were in college um or how it looked now and I know you mentioned like you went through depression in college has that changed like the look of that because I know for me my anxiety has kind of like changed in how it shows up in my body yes so for me like um and at at Oregon it rained every day so for instance even like today I was like oh it's raining I don't want to do anything uh I was like kind of groggy or whatever but I've noticed a lot of people that I know, they feel the same way when it rains. So it's like a mental thing. Some people love the rain. Like I had a friend tell me like the rain is the way of God's, is God's way of cleaning the earth. You know, we all need to be clean. So that's, you know, so I was like, that's a positive way to look at it. But it's like a lot of times, like when it rains, I just feel like, oh, I don't want to do anything. Like why? Yeah. Uh, but now it's like, okay, I'm up, I'm alive. I put on my affirmations. I put on my TD Jakes, you know listen to my YouTube, you know, things like that. So I just find ways to stay positive and stay motivated, even if it is raining or even if I am having a bad day. Like I'll even play Zen music, you know, and that just keeps me going, makes me feel better. Yeah, no, I love that. It's good to have like a, not a backup plan, but a plan for those types of days when you're like, okay, I can feel myself getting a little down and I'm the same way when it it rains. It's weird because if I'm out and it's raining, I love it. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I'm like the person that doesn't mind getting my hair wet, having it like rain on my outfit. But if I'm at home on the couch and it's raining outside, I'm kind of like, okay. I just want to sleep. And suddenly I'm not motivated to do any of the things that I had on my list for that day. So um, I think again, it just shows, shows that you're giving grace to yourself and doing things that like feed your soul. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, watching the things that feed your soul, feed your mind. So that's, that's awesome. Um, 
let's talk about what else is in your coping toolbox. So and you've kind of mentioned a few different things. You've got um, listening to TD Jakes. You got listening to Zen music, um, watching Netflix. Like, so are there a few other things that are in your coping toolbox that you use from time to time? Yes. So yoga, um, yoga has been something that I've been really passionate about. I'm a part of this group called ATL Rising Women, and we collaborate on a lot of events. We had a self care Saturday event yesterday, and I attended. And I was I was inspired to become a yoga instructor. Like I want to have a sip and stretch. I want to have like a, a Melanated Mondays yoga event. Like I've been interested in attending other um, yoga classes here in Atlanta. And I was thinking about, I was just like, why not become a yoga and Pilates instructor and host my own classes and events? So that's something that I'm actually working on right now. Um, outside I of the things I have going on. But yeah, so you're like the first person to know this. So there's some inside tea. Ooh, but, uh, <laughs> I love it. But I'm actually working on that right now amongst um, a digital marketing and project management certification through Google. So, yes, yes, all of that. But let's go back to the yoga because it is rare. Like I'm I've been doing yoga. Dang, since middle school, like my mom is super active. So I've been doing hot yoga since like freshman year of high school. Like I swear that's the only reason I didn't get hurt really bad in college is because I kept doing it through college. But um, it's rare that you meet other black yogis. It's even more rare to meet other black yogis that are instructors. Um, we definitely need more um, black women and men, black people in general that are instructing yoga classes because we're just not really there. So I think it's awesome that that is like something that you're pursuing. Um, the only time that I've seen a lot of black yoga instructors is when I lived in Miami and I went to a gym. Um, in Miami Gardens where I lived at the time and every single instructor for every class was black and I was like this is amazing this, this I've never seen this before so we had black yoga instructors black hit instructors um everything across the board like Zumba instructors so that was just really empowering to see everybody getting really excited they pulled in a lot of people so I'm excited for you um, and you know, when you get your instructor certification, let me know when I'm in ATL, I'm going to come take a class. Maybe we'll live stream it for, you know, for the people. Let's do so, it. Yes. We will, um, keep that in mind, but I think that's really awesome. Um, because we definitely need more, more black yogis in this space. So, um, and I love that you're getting into project management. That's what I do in the daytime. So if you oh, need nice. any help, let me know. We need to talk about that too. Yes. <laughs> um, so let's go back to mental health. How has your view of mental health changed in the past 10 years or has it changed in the past 10 years? It has tremendously. Yeah. Um, so with my degree in family human services, also with the, um, my credentials in student affairs, higher education for my master's, I have always been passionate about education and mental health, especially dealing with um, depression and also being a woman of color. Um, there is a stigma behind mental health. Like if you talk about it, you're crazy. You'll be looked down upon. You'll be shunned. Oh, just go pray about it. Nothing's wrong with you. We don't talk about that. So it is something that is stigmatized in the black community. And it's something that I want to bring awareness to because a lot of people do go through emotions and a lot of people may feel sad or may feel depression. You know, sometimes people just need people to talk to, even men. A lot of men deal with things too, but they have to be a man and they have to be strong and they feel like they can't talk about it to anyone or they're weak. And that's not true because we all need somebody, you know? Um, 
there was even a documentary I watched when I was in school and it was about the Bay Bridge and a lot of people committed, you know, the S word. Um, and a lot of them say it's a documentary about the Golden State Bridge or maybe the Bay Bridge. It's in San Francisco. The bridge. Yeah, the, the, the Golden Gate Bridge. I think I Golden saw that. Golden Gate Bridge, yeah. yes. And a lot of them said in the documentary, all I just I just wanted someone to talk to me. I just needed someone to talk to. And it's just sad because, you know, a lot of people feel like they don't have anyone, but a lot of people also wear masks or keep themselves busy or use different yeah. coping mechanisms, you know, coping mechanisms to deal with their problems. And I just feel like if we talk about mental health or if we have these meetups, we have these social events, people can connect, network, talk to people. So mm-hmm. that was a part of the reason why I started Motivate Your Mind, too, because it, it was a coping mechanism for me when I was dealing with what I was dealing with. And it's just been so resourceful and impactful to so many people. Yes. And I want to, um, let's talk about motivate your mind. So now we know the inspiration for motiv- motivate your mind. Tell us a little bit more about what that entails. I know you do monthly meetings. Um, I know some of the focuses, but kind of tell me the pitch of like, why, if I'm in Atlanta, why I should join motivate your mind. Okay. And so I started in 2020 based on when I was dealing with a rough time within myself and it was just a lot going on. You know, the world literally shut down right in front of our eyes. Like, um, depression, divorce rates, um, inflation, people not having money to survive, resources. It was just a rough time. So within that time, I was like, you know what? Like, I can't just keep sitting here. I have to motivate myself. I have to motivate my mind. I have to get up. I have to do something. So that's how it, it came to be. Um, at first, I was selling T-shirts, and then I started posting like a lot of mental health resources and inspiration tips, things like that. So now within the past... Oh, it'll be going on three years now. But within the past three years, it's just evolved so much. Like I host uh, seminars, workshops, meetups, classes, um, motivated meetups, ready, set, grow events. We've done so much business and financial literacy. Just a lot of things we do to help other people. And we focus on growth, healing, and boundaries. So it's came a long way and I'm super excited for the growth of it. That's awesome. And so you guys are meeting up once a month. And is that like in different places, depending on like where you're planning that particular event? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And how many people do you have right now? Or does that kind of fluctuate? Um, it just depends on the topic. So I collaborate a lot with um, Atlanta Rising Women and mm-hmm. she has a membership platform. So we collaborate. We're working on doing a sip and stretch next. So by that time, I'll probably be have my yoga instruction license or so. Yes. Working towards that. But I want to host a sip and stretch next and I want everyone to wear brown. Oh, I like that. I love that. Well, I think that's awesome. Um, the fact that you're doing that for the community. And I think one thing, community is a topic that comes on, that gets brought up on this podcast often. And I feel like for me, particularly, um, this particular space I am in in my life right now I don't have necessarily like an in-person community because of where I live and I moved and like I'm I'm all over the place when it comes to like I've lived here I've lived there but I think the fact that you are very intentionally creating community and creating these connections and creating these safe spaces for for women is really really important um how important is community to you it's very important because I feel like we all need someone, you know, and you meet other people, you network, you find someone who's has the same goals and values and they align with you and you collaborate, you work together, you support their 
business. They support yours, things like that. So I've created and connected with a lot of amazing women. Um, Aligned AF is one of them. ATL Rising Women is one of them. Um, I connected with um, Atlanta's Children's Shelter. I did a toy drive for them. Um, The Women's Resource for Center for Domestic Violence. So I just try to create... um, I try to create strategic partnerships where we both can value and we both can help each other out. Yes. It Was there any particular person in mind that kind of like helped lead you down this path? Or was there like a particular book that you've read or like, how were you inspired? Because I feel like the, you know, you are from ATL, you were a student athlete, um, college student athlete. And now I feel like your, your wings have just like expanded. Maybe that's just my view, but has, is there any particular person that like keeps you motivated and keeps you kind of like on the right path? Yes. I would say my grandparents, like, um, my grandparents have been married for 53 years. My granddad passed last September. So it was really like, it was really hard for me because, you know, they raised me and I'm spoiled. I'm a granddaddy's girl. Like whatever I want, my granddaddy on he gonna do it yeah so it's like for me I just they keep me going like my grandmother always tells me like if it is to be it's up to me so whatever I want whatever I want to achieve it's up to me to do it nobody's gonna do it for me she always told me that she's still alive but she's always told me that and that just stuck with me you know so they always kept me going they were like no like you're going to college like we're not they wouldn't even let me work in high school they were like you're not working we'll rather you focus on your education go get a scholarship you know, yeah. go handle your business. So it's like they always push me to do better. They always push me for excellence, even when I was young. So if I didn't understand it back then, because I was like, I want the new Jordans. Why can't I go work? But yeah. they were just like, just know that you're not thinking about the bigger picture. So my grandparents are my inspiration for everything. Oh, that that's that's beautiful. I think, man, grandparents are, yeah, I was really close with my grandmother. And I think just being able to have elders like that in your life that are constantly pouring into you and motivating you and having your back when you fall because like we all fall at some point we all need help and somebody to kind of help pick us up at some point and I think the fact that you have had that support mm-hmm. um is really awesome and I'm sure your grandmother is like she's doing so great like that's that's just I'm glad she's at least here to kind of see you flourish so yes. that's awesome I want you to Tell me one piece of advice that you would have given like 15 year old China. Okay. (laughs) I would say, okay. I would say focus on yourself. Stop being so focused on being in a relationship because I spent like, I say a large part of my life in long-term relationships or whatever. I would say focus on yourself, build yourself because that will come when the time is right. You know, like, don't chase love, chase your passion, chase your purpose, you know, because when it's time, it'll be there. So that's what I would tell myself. Yes, I love that. Uh, tell us um, where everybody can actually, before we do that, we're going to hop into the mind games answer. And then we're going to find out where you guys can follow China. Um, and if you're an ATL, how you can book her services. Um, but we are going to very quickly hop into the mind games answer. So Let me give you a little recap of what the question was or what the trivia was for this week. So it's a mental illness that is one of the most common illnesses, mental illnesses, but it's also one of the most successfully treated illnesses. 
this particular mental illness can cause an overwhelming fear of animals, objects, or social situations, or the complete inability to deal with a given situation for no apparent reason. Sometimes this almost said it. (laughs) That's the second time I've almost said it. Um, Sometimes this mental illness can cause fear so intense that it totally disables uh, the victims. China, do you want to take a guess? Can you tell me the first letter what it started with? Uh, P. Phobia. Yes. Good job. Okay. That was that was good. <laughs> so phobias are divided into two categories. Um, it is complex phobias and specific phobias. So complex phobias are typically developed in adulthood. Um, specific phobias are usually developed when you're a child. Um, a little insight into like my own phobias. I have a massive fear of pigeons. Um, it's gotten better as I've gotten older, but I'm not going to even tell y'all what my nickname was in high school, but it was based off of the fear of pigeons. It was terrible. Like I'd run even in class in college, I would be late. And you know, as a student athlete, you get in trouble when you're late to class. And I would just tell my counselor, look, there was a whole bunch of pigeons outside. I was there. I just wasn't in the room. Anyways, um, some of the phobias, um, that are around one is agoraphobia. So agoraphobia is the fear of being in situations in which a person cannot get help or escape. This usually involves a fear of crossing or being in open or public places, particularly if they're crowded. So, um, stores, concerts, churches, or even just elevators, um, People with agoraphobia usually avoid these situations that they fear, sometimes to the extent that they do not leave their own house unless they have like a family member or a friend, or they just may not leave at all. Um, Social phobia can cause people, social phobia is another type of phobia. It can cause people to uh, dread being watched or humiliated while doing something of a social nature. So it's like more than butterflies in your stomach or just like some tension. It is literally an, an irrational fear and people with this disorders usually avoid these situations that they fear. So they don't like being in front of people. Maybe they have a phobia of giving speeches um, or performance. Um, it could be even things like eating a meal, um, going to the grocery store, even being intimate with somebody. Um, all of them can be a source of fear Uh, And they usually try to avoid interpersonal situations. Um, So these can be highly uh, highly disabling. Some of the signs and symptoms of phobias, um, unrealistic or excessive worry, a complete or uncontrollable preoccupation with that fear and the object of the fear. Um, Some of the physical symptoms are sweating, trembling, hot flushes, uh, chills, shortness of breath, a choking sensation, um, nausea, headaches, dry mouth, a need to go to the to- toilet, um, ringing in your ears, or just overall confusion or disorientation. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, be, uh, this phobias are actually um, one of the most common illnesses, but it's also one of the most successfully treated. And usually behavioral therapies are used to treat it. In some cases, medications are used. Um, there's a, there's a lot of really cool information. I thought it was really interesting because um, I had my own little phobia when I was little, but there's all different types of phobias and people can be scared of anything from like clowns to like crossing the street or like picking up the phone and having a phone call with somebody. But if you want to read a little bit more about phobias, I will go ahead and throw the links into the description um, and you guys can just nerd out with, with those. China, do you have any, any phobias? that you want to share? 
I don't like animals. I don't <laughs> like no animals, no no dogs, no, no cats, I like no goldfish. Nothing. I like a goldfish, sure. But I don't like animals at all. I know that's bad, but people are like, you don't know cats, dog. I just don't like animals. Like I don't like the hair, the smell. I don't like how they leave fur everywhere. I don't like animals. Like I just so, don't. So you didn't go to the ATL Zoo, Atlanta? It was it I've Atlanta been there. Multiple, I've been there. Not I, not I your vibe. <laughs> I don't like animals. <clears throat> um. Well, if you like, I said, if you're interested, go ahead and read. But do not bring any animals uh, to China's events, and don't ask her to make any events and bring animals to it. So if you try to do goat yoga, <laughs> we're gonna have to take out the goats and bring bring in the wine or something. Switch it out. <laughs> um, okay, so China, tell us where. Tell everybody where they can find you if they want to book you for your services or if they want to join Motivate Your Mind. Okay, so you can follow me on at Events by CCM. E-V-E-N-T-S-B-Y-C-C-M. That's on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest, LinkedIn, everywhere. And you can follow me at Motivate Your Mind, Inc. M-O-T-I-V-A-T-E-Y-O-U-R-M-I-N-D-I-N-C on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Pinterest. That's it. Perfect. So... I will make sure you to put the links for all of those things that she just mentioned in the description so you guys can make sure to follow her. Um, she's going to be doing uh, yoga pretty soon. She's hosting events. So um, make sure if you're in ATL or maybe if you're traveling to ATL for vacation, whatever it may be, um, look up China, see if she's having any events. If you're in ATL, make sure you sign up, join Motivate Your Mind and um, join the community that she's building. But thank you so much for joining me t- today china i know it was like we had some technical difficulties getting on but i'm really really happy that we were able to connect today and that you're able to kind of share a little bit of your story thanks for having me i enjoyed it yes yes and thank you to everybody that's listening um thank you to everybody that's new if you're new and you you made it to the end of your first black girls have anxiety two episode congratulations welcome to the welcome to the family to the community And for everybody that has been listening, um, I appreciate you and I appreciate you sharing the pod, listening to the pod, downloading. Um, If you enjoyed the pod, um, whether you're listening on Spotify or Apple, make sure to leave a review. I mean, five stars is ideal, but also just leave a review. And if there's something you would like to hear, um, if there is, yeah, just leave a review because it also helps me. Um, and also I'm always looking for new guests. So if you are a black woman that is a mental health professional and you're passionate about a particular topic, um, hit me up, slide into the DMs or just shoot me an email. Um, and I'd love to bring you on the pod. Alternately, if you are just a regular black woman that wants to come on and tell her story about her own mental health, um, please, you can slide into my DMs. You have permission. And, um, you can also just send me an email and let me know that you're interested. Um, I'm always looking for new people. And, um, yeah, well, I, this is another episode of Black Girls Have Anxiety too, and I will see you guys next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Black Girls Have Anxiety too. No matter where you are in the world, I really appreciate your support. 
See you again on the next episode. But until then, follow us on Instagram at Black Girls Have Anxiety 2 and on Twitter at Anxious Black Girls. That's Anxious BLK Girls. And remember, just because you're struggling doesn't mean you have to struggle in silence. The more we talk about it, the more we heal. <laughs>